Halloween is never cancelled. It is like the tide, an inexorable force pulling those who celebrate close to those who have passed before. Tonight, there is no distance between the living and the dead, and we rise once again to join you in this ever-changing revelry of decay, darkness, and fire. Good evening, intrepid listeners. We have missed you so here at Midnight Marinera, and are pleased our words reach you no matter where you are. Our peaceful rest throughout the year is always one of anticipation of this night, which marks our 17th anniversary. We have not been idle in that time, oh no, and we hope you are ready for your annual serving of fresh-baked horror. Tonight's main course is a tale of phantom voices, those carried between phone conversations. Overhearing an isolated call may not reveal much, but what if you could step back and hear the bigger effect? And what hidden terror could you glean by putting the pieces together? Phone call on November 6th, 9.52 a.m. Yeah, what's up? Hi, is this Corp Storage? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, this is Corp Storage. Do you need to order any bodies? Um, yeah, my name is Eliza Gray, and I just started working with Dr. Robert McFeely. His name should be on the file. Oh, sure. We know Dr. McFeely very well. What does he need? Uh, um, right. Uh, he says he needs two male bodies, middle-aged and healthy. Names? Excuse me? Did he specify the names? Of the cadavers? Uh-huh. You mean their real names? Or do you use specific names for types of cadavers? Never mind. How soon does he need them by? Before the end of the week, his lab is on Friday. He told me you would take card over the phone? No worries. We already have his info. We'll have them in by Wednesday. Oh, okay. Thank you. Phone call on November 6th, 1.23 p.m. Hey, Eliza. Hi, Alex. I'm stuck here all alone. Bored at work. Figured I'd give you a call and see how you were doing. Work? As in RA stuff? I'm surprised you're not swamped. Well... I'm assisting Dr. McFeely, and he just gives me this bullshit office tasks, like picking up his coffee and managing his phone instead of, you know, assisting with actual research, like a normal RA would. Seriously? The closest I've come to any actual research is ordering cadavers for his anatomy classes, but he makes me order them through this weird place called corpse storage. I just ordered over the phone, and the guy there was so unprofessional. He didn't ask for ID, gave me a confirmation number, anything. So, Sketch, it's called Corpse Storage? It's such a creepy name. (laughs) I worked for Dr. Stein last semester, and I also had to order cadavers for her anatomy. We went through a different company, though, and I was able to set up everything online. 
Didn't have to make a single call. She probably uses the same company the other professors use. This place can't even be found online. That's how sketch it is. What company doesn't even have a website nowadays? I think Dr. McFeely just uses this one because it's cheaper. Which, knowing him, makes sense. He always bitches about the lack of funding he has for his research. <laughs> that sounds about right. I heard Dr. McFeely is kind of an ass. <sighs> I'm starting to realize that. I hope I can work as someone else's grad assistant next semester, but for now, I'm stuck. Well, let me talk to Dr. Stein. I could see if she has any research she needs assistance with, and you could have a reason to leave Dr. McFeely and work for her. That would be amazing. Thank you. Don't even mention it. By the way, I was planning on grocery shopping today. Do you need me to pick anything up? Um, actually, would you mind picking up my prescription? I was planning on going after work today, but if you're already going to be there... Say no more. Is this... Wellbutrin. Thank you. You can repay me by making dinner tonight. Can do. See you at home. Bye. Phone call on November 8th, 8.47 a.m. Hello, Dr. McFeely's office. Eliza, it's me. Oh, hi, Dr. McFeely. I'm calling from the car and I'm currently stuck in traffic. Put a note on my door so students know I am coming in late, but I am still coming in. Any student not in that classroom when I arrive will be marked down on their next assignment. Make sure they know that. Can do, Dr. McFeely. Should I write all of that on the note or let the students know to not be absent? Just the note. You're not their mother. If these students want to be doctors, they will need to start acting like them. And that includes not skipping classes. Of course. Also, have the cadavers arrived yet? Um, yeah, they arrived about... Yes. Excuse me? <sighs> it's not yeah, it's yes. Honestly, Eliza, if you want to be a doctor, you need to speak like one. You sound unprofessional. Oh, my apologies. Yes, they did arrive about a half an hour ago. Good. Um... <sighs> what is it, Eliza? I, I noticed they handled the bodies without any gloves. Is that... It's fine, Eliza. As long as they're ready for my next class. Yes, Dr. McFeely. One last thing. It's regarding my research. How so? How can I assist? Well, I just learned that I'm going to have to make a lot of changes with my research because of Dr. Knotts that... I'm going to be up late tonight in the lab, so I need you to grab me a coffee. The usual. Oh, of, of course, Dr. McFeely. It'll be on your desk when you arrive. You're a doll. Voicemail on November 15th, 6.16pm. Hello, you've reached the voicemail of Dr. Casey Knotts. I am currently unavailable, but if you leave your name and phone number, I will return your call. Hello, Casey. This is Dr. Robert McFeely. I wanted to congratulate you on receiving the grant. I know it must have come as a surprise to you as much as it did me. I mean, the school made it seem like they were planning to give it to me. Ah, but you were the lucky one in the end, I suppose. That said, no hard feelings. How about we go out for drinks to celebrate? I'll have my assistant Eliza contact you and schedule you into my calendar. Well, take care. Voicemail on November 15th, 11.35 p.m. Hi, you've reached Eliza Gray. I can't come to the phone right now, but leave me a message or text me and I'll get back to you when I can. Thank you. Bye. Eliza, 
This is Dr. McFeely. First, you need to change your voicemail as soon as possible. It sounds completely unprofessional. You're in medical school now, not a childish undergrad. Secondly, I need you to contact Dr. Knotts and set up a congratulatory dinner. See if you can find any nearby restaurant that's not too expensive. That's all. See you in the morning. Voicemail on November 16th, 10.32 p.m. Hello, you've reached the voicemail of Dr. Casey Knotts. I am currently unavailable, but if you leave your name and phone number, I will return your call. Hi Casey, it's me. I tried you earlier, and I don't know if you've seen my text, but I figured I'd let you know that I got the tickets. I know I kind of hemmed and hawed about them earlier, but I figured, why not? My dad seemed pretty excited when I mentioned it to him, and this would be a really good way for you to meet my parents. And don't worry, you don't owe me a thing. Anyway, you're probably dealing with McFeely right now, so just call me back when you get a chance, okay? Don't get eaten alive out there. Bye! Voicemail on November 20th, 5.18 p.m. Hello. You've reached the office of Dr. Robert McFeely. I'm sorry that I'm not available to take your call at the present time. Please leave your name, phone number, and a brief message, and I will contact you as soon as possible. Hi, Dr. McFeely. It's Eliza. I'm calling to let you know that I won't be coming into work tomorrow. Something came up, and I have an appointment with my therapist tomorrow morning. I'm sorry for the last-minute message. I promise I will be in right away the next day. I hope you have a good evening. Thanks. Bye. Phone call on November 28th, 8.12 a.m. Hello, this is Eliza Gray. Eliza? Hi, it's Dr. Stein. Dr. Stein? I'm, I'm so glad to hear from you. I hope I didn't call too early. Oh, no, not at all. I'm actually walking to work right now, so you caught me at a good time. What can I do for you, Dr. Stein? Uh, please, you can call me Taylor. Sorry it took so long for me to get back to you. It's all right. I understand. Thanksgiving weekend, right? Yeah, that and my own research and then Casey's passing. I, I, I mean, Dr. Knotts. Oh, yeah, my condolences, by the way. Dr. S uh, Taylor, I admittedly didn't know Dr. Knotts very well, but Alex told me you two were close. I'm so sorry. Thank you. I appreciate the sentiment. Anyway, the reason I called is because of Alex, actually. She said you were interested in assisting with my research and highly recommended you. Yes, I read your papers and your approach to regeneration and repair of the respiratory and cardiovascular system is really fascinating. My scholarly project actually focuses on understanding disease pathogenesis in the lungs. Yeah, Alex mentioned that. Luckily, I'm looking for a grad assistant since my last one just left on maternity leave and my research does require a lot of assistance. Now, I believe you're currently working for Dr. McFeely, is that correct? I am. However, I feel that my research goals align closer with your work than with Dr. McFeely's. Uh, but his field of study is in lung disease as well. It is. However, during my time working with him, it seems his research doesn't require my assistance. So he's making you pick up his coffee orders and scheduling appointments like a personal secretary, right? Yes. <laughs> I've heard a few students tell me that. Plus, between you and me, he's a bit of a pompous dick. <laughs> I am glad you understand. Now, don't get me wrong. I still need your assistance with ordering cadavers and managing my calendar, but I also need someone to do some field work and manage the data. I also prefer making my own coffee. All of that sounds wonderful, Dr. Uh, I mean, 
Taylor. I'll talk to financial services and make sure a transfer won't interfere with your work-study grant. And then I'll confirm with Dr. McFeely that I'd like to hire you based on your own merit. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much I appreciate this. Trust me, it'll be good to have someone as passionate as you assisting me. It's been difficult having no RA for the past couple weeks. I'll send you an email once everything is confirmed. Thanks again, Taylor. I look forward to working with you. As do I. Have a good day, Eliza. You too. Phone call on November 28th, 8.25 a.m. Well, you are so lucky I'm a morning person. Normal people would hate you if you called this early. Alex, I love you, you beautiful bitch. I know you do, but why? Dr. Stein called and she wants to hire me. What? Oh my god, that's amazing! Congratulations! Thank you so much for contacting her and recommending me. She's so amazing and kind. I cannot wait to work with her. I knew you two would hit it off. Yeah, I just walked into Dr. McFeely's lab and- Oh, fuck me. What? That shitty corpse storage just left a cadaver sitting on a rolling table in the middle of the room. There's no paper, no notice, and they basically just dropped it off and left. Aren't you supposed to sign for it or something? I'm supposed to. This motherfucking comp- God, I can't wait to be done with this. Let me at least make sure they go- Holy shit! What? What? What's wrong? No, no way. No, no fucking way. Eliza, what happened? Talk to me. Dr. Knotts. What? The cadaver. It's Dr. Knotts. What? Are you sure? Yes, I am sure. How many fucking red hair professors do you know with buzz cuts and a giant mole on their nose? Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Take a deep breath. Maybe Dr. Knotts donated his body to science, and it just so happens that Dr. McFeely received his cadaver for his anatomy class. Look, it's probably just a big coincidence. You're right. You're probably right. But why would a cheap-ass company have his cadaver? Again, it's probably just a coincidence. I think I'm gonna be sick. Then go home. Tell Dr. McFeely you're not feeling well. Remember, you're not working for him much longer anyway. Maybe it'll be easier to break the news to him from a distance. Alex, I scheduled that dinner that Dr. Knotts had with Dr. McFeely. The one that he was on his way to before the car crash. Eliza? If you go down this road, you're going to scare yourself further. But if I hadn't- Stop! Eliza, I know you. You can't think like this. It's not your fault. You did absolutely nothing wrong. His death was an accident. But I should have. Eliza, please stop. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. Please come home. I will. I will. I just- I can't believe it. I know. I'm so sorry. I'll be home soon. I'll have coffee ready. Aye. Aye. Voicemail on November 28th, 10.42 a.m. Hi, you've reached Eliza Gray. I can't come to the phone right now, but leave me a message or text me and I'll get back to you when I can. Thank you. Bye. Eliza, this is Dr. McFeely. What have I said about your voicemail? You better have it changed by the end of the week. As for your message today, I must say this is incredibly unprofessional. As someone who supposedly wants to become a doctor, you will need to correct this behavior immediately. 
You cannot just call out sick at the last minute whenever you wish. You will not be allowed to act like this if you are working in the medical field. You better be in early tomorrow with my coffee prepared if you want me to forgive you for this. Voicemail on December 8th, 5.09 p.m. Hello. You've reached the office of Dr. Robert McFeely. I'm sorry that I'm not available to take your call at the present time. Please leave your name, phone number, and a brief message, and I will contact you as soon as possible. Hello, Dr. McFeely. It's Eliza. I'm calling to inform you I will not be continuing my work with your office for spring semester. Dr. Taylor Stein has offered me a position as a research assistant, which I have accepted. Thank you so much for the experience, and I hope you have a wonderful winter break. Phone call on January 2nd, 8.39 a.m. Hello? Alex, it's Taylor. I'm calling about Eliza. Shit! I'm so sorry. I completely forgot. Is something wrong? Um... Eliza, she died a few days ago. What? Oh, Alex, I, I'm so sorry. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I forgot to tell you. No, no, I understand. I'm, I'm just shocked. I, I can't believe. What happened? I, I mean, forgive me. That's, that's an insensitive question. No, no, it's, it's okay. She, um, she wasn't doing well mentally. And, well, I... Oh, Alex. I was doing so much better, too. <laughs> She'd left that job with that asshole Dr. McBuckley, and she was so excited to work with you, and I'm... I'm so sorry. I don't want to cry anymore. I am sorry. I truly am. This is... I can't even imagine. Can I call you back later? I I just need to think. Uh, of course. Please take care. Phone call on January 2nd, 12.44pm. Dr. Stein speaking. Have you ever heard of corpse storage? Corpse what? Corpse storage. Look, Eliza told me about them. Apparently they're who McFeely uses to get his cadavers and they're really shady. No, I can't say I have. Okay, look. I know this seems out of the blue, but I remembered it while I was talking to you earlier. Did anyone tell you McFeely got Dr. Knotts' body? Wait, what? You didn't know? No. I, I mean, Casey and I had just started dating. I, I never got all the details. How did- <laughs> I just- Eliza called me when she saw him- It- uh... <laughs> Look, it shook her up really bad. I told her it seemed coincidental because I think she kind of blamed herself for setting up the dinner appointment. You know, you just can't control that shit, you know? Right. But, look, I figured not everyone gets a kind of closure when someone close to them dies, and all I could think about is how McFeely would be douchey enough to just use the body of a former colleague and not tell anybody and 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 hey, and, and, and- hey, Alex. It's okay. Just breathe. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm not sure what I was thinking. It just hurts. I thought that if you didn't know, you should. Okay, 
Maybe I'm just looking for someone to blame because it just doesn't make sense. Eliza was... she... It's never going to be easy. But Alex, listen. Thank you for letting me know. I had no idea, and I agree. McFeely is enough of a callous prick that he wouldn't make a big deal out of it. You said corpse storage, right? Yeah. I'll look into it. Okay. Thank you. I'll let you go. All right. But I'm here if you want to call me back any time. I'm so sorry about Eliza, and, and thank you, really. It means a lot that you called. Yeah, don't mention it. Goodbye. Bye. Phone call on January 3rd, 8.47 p.m. Hello? It's Robert. I am examining the cadaver you sent over, and I must say I am very disappointed. How so? Well, you left her just outside my lab. Anyone could have walked in by and taken her. And I was running late today, too. But, sir... You're lucky she seems to be intact. Look, I dropped her off like I do with all your dead bodies. And when you're... Cadavers. They are called cadavers. Ah, for Christ's sakes, you call yourself a professional. Fuck, what do you want from me? I did exactly as you requested in the order. One intact suicide and a whole corpse. Yes, and I pay you good money to do so. I also don't appreciate your little joke either. Joke? You opened her eyes? You thought that was funny? I didn't open her eyes, I already had to look at those pathetic brown eyes almost every day for a whole semester. I have no desire to see them again. You pull that trick again on me and I swear... If you're going to blame anyone, blame your new assistant, not me. What assistant? The one who called us earlier. She said you wanted the drop-off outside. I don't have an assistant. Are you telling me you let someone change my order without confirming? Just anyone? She gave your name and the name of the corpse. It was never an issue before when- Christ almighty, I am surrounded by fucking incompetence. There's one thing I cannot stand, it's... Um, sir? Is there someone else in your lab? Don't be an idiot. Of course there isn't. Uh... Sir? No, 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 no. No, uh, this can't be. This You're supposed to be. You're, su- you're supposed to be. You're being unprofessional. No, 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 no! We apologize for the inconvenience, but Dr. McFeely can no longer take your calls. It seems he bit off a little more than he could chew. Or is it the other way around? Either way, we hope this story has left you sated for the time being. Inevitably, we will rise again, as long as there are sinister tales to tell. Thank you for spending an evening with us, intrepid listeners. And until next we convene, pleasant dreams. Midnight Marinera is written, produced, directed, and mixed by David King, with assistance from Kayla King. This episode featured the voices of, in order of appearance, Nate Morris as the Body Snatcher, Marissa Yardley as Eliza, Angie Viper as Alex, King Mob as Dr. McFeely, David King as Dr. Knotts, and Gwendolyn Pinkerton as Dr. Stein. 
Deadline was written by Kayla and David King, inspired by The Body Snatcher by Robert Louis Stevenson. Our opening and ending themes are by John King. Did this bleak and terrible story help you in these bleak and terrible times? You can make sure we return from a dormant state next year by subscribing to this podcast and leaving us some feedback with a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also email us at midnightmarinera at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at ScarySauce. As always, we thank you for listening, hope you're staying safe, and wish you a wistfully woeful All Hallows' Eve.